Come join DJ and PK. That's us. Murdoch Chevrolet, Friday from 7 to 10 a.m. in Woods Cross, 2375 South, 625 West, and get an oil change for 1997. And I'll see you Friday morning. All right, the question How good are you feeling about the Utes now? How worried are you about the division race? How worried are you that they need help? USC has to get beat. Or maybe you're just worried they're going to lose to Washington State. Or it's early. You figure the Pac-12 is chaos. Let it play out. Get ready to ride the wave because there are multiple waves coming. Scott is very confident the Utes will lose at least four games in the Pac-12. Go Cougars. Washington, Washington (laughs) State, either ASU or Colorado, eight and four. I don't see them losing to any team in the South left. They've already lost to SC, obviously. I see them better than the other teams in the South. If they were to lose that many games, then they would be an absolute fraud this year. And I don't see them as a fraud. Todd says, I think the Moss injury hurt us bad. Hard to tell with that unknown, but I'm assuming it's three to six weeks. I think we lose one more, USC loses three, and we squeak in. Hey, PK, if we lose one, then USC has to lose three. FYI, laughing till I'm crying emoji. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you sound like a seal at the zoo. I like to be thought of as a seal in the wild. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Then for myself. There it is. Nobody give me nothing. Catching all the mackerel yourself or whatever it is they eat. Yes. Really, there's no point in worrying because if they're legit, they'll win games. If they're not legit, they won't. Jake says, according to most Ute fans, the world came to an end when we lost the USC. <laughs> that was it. The end of the world I, as I, we know I it. I think there was a big letdown for sure. Absolutely. But that's why we're doing this on Wednesday. There should be. You're up for the game. There aren't that many of them. So if you're let down Friday and Saturday as you're watching all the other Pac-12 games, but no, it's Wednesday. But I think you have to step back and take a look at this is who this conference is. It's what it's all all about. Even the best. SC, how many times did they go undefeated under Pete Carroll in those years? One. I mean, they had another undefeated season, and they got beat by Texas in the Rose Bowl. I meant in the conference. Oh, in the conference? Yeah. Uh, Two, I guess. Yeah. Because they had another year they were really good, but they lost to Cal and Triple OT. You go 9-0, and and they were playing nine games. They haven't changed the nine games. Just back then, before they added the two, everybody would play everybody. Uh, here, obviously, they don't. They skipped two teams. Oregon had one. Expecting 9-0. and zero, It's just impossible. Especially if you're not Oregon or SC. So you got to get past that. A loss was coming. And, you know, you scheduled three wins... So you can't really complain about the scheduling and think, well, we had to play the toughest team in the South right off the bat. You know, you played three teams that you handled fairly easily in the beginning. And so whether you played them now or played them later or whenever, you're going to have to play them. And I, to me, I would have rather played SC coming off a loss with all the speculation of Hilton, this would be it if they got embarrassed. Uh, they appeared to be down, but they weren't. They hit on a couple plays. You gave them momentum. That was the problem, is that the Utes let SC get a whole lot of confidence by scoring 14 points right off the bat. And with Ratfink coming in, and he didn't complete all the passes in the first possession, but 
he completed the touchdown pass, and then the next possession he did, and then all of a sudden, man, then they're on top of the world thinking, oh, man, we can win this game for sure. So that happened. Now it's over. You were going to lose. You cannot be that fragile to where you lose a game and that's it. Because things are going to go wrong in the course of a season and things are going to go wrong during the course of the game. You're going to have some blown assignments or Washington State's going to make some plays. I guarantee that's going to happen. What do you think the minimum number is for Washington State scoring in this game? 28. That's what they did last year. And it turned out to be the winning number. I think Utah's offense is better. Even without Moss, I think they're better. You spent all this time telling us you loved Will Moore, you loved this, these great running backs, and now the guy goes down, all of a sudden you're crushed? And it was a bunch of baloney. Show me the depth. Yeah. Particularly that running back where it seems to be like a place and plug guys where you've been able to have 1,000-yard rushers left and right. And Wilmore was supposed to be all that. He ran for 6,000 yards, yada, yada, yada. And, and then now Moss goes down and you can't compete anymore? Even with a bunch of holding penalties, which leads to bad down and distance, usually passing downs, not running downs, and even with a bunch of blown assignments that had USC defenders running free into the backfield, you'd still ran for more than 200 yards. So as much as it felt bad that Moss left the game, there was still plenty of production. There were still plenty of guys who were averaging five or six yards a carry. Right. And they showed some depth because they had some guys who hadn't done a whole lot. Uh, obviously, Henry Cole had a nice touchdown run and... Other guys had the ball and were able to produce. So I'm not so much worried about that because you've told us that you have all this depth and you have all this great stable of running backs. Well, all right, now let's see it. Let's go score 30 or 40 points, Utes. I see no reason why they don't. That's probably what it's going to take. They've lost four in a row to Washington State and they haven't held them under 28 in any of those games. They've held them to 28 a couple times and gotten beat. Yeah, I just looked at it as a touchdown and extra point per quarter. Once a quarter, they're going to drive or make a big play. Yeah, maybe, you know, it spills over to the second quarter, what have you, but just roughly on the averages and going forward. It's just a, how good is this Utah team? And how good do we think it is? Because if our foundation is shaken after one loss to SC in the Coliseum, then you didn't really think they were that good anyway. Ute fans, let me hear from you. How good do you think this team is? That's what it boils down to. 855-340-ZONE. Grab the phone. Use the app. Use the, uh, use the uh, open mic deal. Because certainly a simple loss like this cannot rattle your faith. Because if it does, then you didn't have much faith to begin with. It doesn't rattle my faith on the quality of this football team. And they got beat. I understand that. It happens. They were going to get beat. Whether it's the first game, second game, fifth game, they were going to get beat. Yeah, I just don't like the two-game swing in the tiebreaker. If they'd beaten USC and then lost Wazoo, they'd still be 1-1, one and one, and yeah. I'd feel better about them. And I feel great that it's a tiebreaker in the first week of the season. I'd feel less great if it was a tiebreaker in November. What do you think the odds are that USC completely unravels? We've been waiting for that. Zero. They've taken adversity. Zero. Quarterback injuries, an OT loss, and they're 3-1. and one. Zero. So that's just not going to happen. That's not. A I play. never thought it was going to happen anyway. Coming off of five and seven, you didn't think that. I mean, for USC, seven and five is unraveling. They're USC. They're not supposed to go seven and five. They I never thought they were going to George life. unraveling. That's old school, right there. Is that pack eight or pack ten? It's definitely. Oh, it's ten all the way, man. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't in the pack eight. He might have been in pack eight. Yeah, 
No, he was standing by uh, Martin Luther King when he gave the speech in the Pac-8. Go read up on your history. He has a copy of the speech. It's a big deal. He was right there. The Pac-8? It's the Pac-8 into what, like 77, 78? Yes. Huh? All right. How dumb are you? Not very. Well, then you would know that. <laughs> I know he was at the speech. I've read the stories. I've seen them. <laughs> But those speeches were in the 60s. He could still be coaching college basketball in the 70s. Yeah, I think he was. He was 70s and 80s, right? And uh, So then he coached uh, in both the Pac-8 and the Pac-10. Did he last into the 90s? I think he might have lasted in the 90s. Yeah, he coached yeah. Harold Miner. Um, but what was your question? Oh, head coaching career, Washington State, 72 to 83. So he was in the Pac-8 and the Pac-10. Mm-hmm. What was your question? Is USC going to unravel? Can they still have something go wrong, and then suddenly it spins into a three-game losing streak, and all of a sudden they're looking at seven and five? Is that unraveling, or is that getting beat? For USA, I think it's unraveling. They don't. They they don't think they should lose five games. I don't care what they what the fans think. That's a whoop de doo. Well, the media doesn't think that either. I mean, nobody thinks. Sure, it does. That they should lose? No. Well, they 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 had them being replaced at, at Friday night. Yes, and I that think, would have been a two. I, th- I think ninety-five percent of the media thought Utah was going to win. So yes, I think a large portion of the media thought Utah should beat SC and therefore SC should lose. Yes, and I think a lot of their fan base thought that was what it was going to be. So I disagree with that a hundred percent. They had a freshman quarterback last year, and they lost some games. It happens. I don't think they're going to unravel. They could get beat. Did they unravel against BYU? No, they got beat. They're not a superstar team that's just Pete Carroll-like. I don't see that. They've got holes. Particularly on defense, they've got holes. Oh, maybe that'll get them beat. Certainly, we've seen teams score points and run the ball on them. Have they, have they're they not going to go undefeated. Have they're they going to go any... nine and zero. No, I don't think that either. So they, they can easily go seven and two. That opens the door. Yeah, but can the Utes easily go eight and one? <laughs> so b- back to my question: How good do you think this team was? We spent apparently the summer blowing smoke, I guess, because now all of a sudden after one loss, people are backpedaling left and right. I've never backpedaled a step in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's the magic of you. So I ain't backpedaling now. Yuck. I didn't backpedal then, nor I'll backpedal in the future. Yuck, have you elevated your game or are you just not paying attention? Because that was classic PK right there, and you didn't smirk, you didn't anything, you were just locked in. He's got uh, work to do. He's doing work, okay. Well, if he's studying the he's, computer, he's not watching Fred Flintstone. He's working. Nah, I don't know. He's listening Fred to the shows in there. <laughs> <laughs> you Cartoons. See, he was working there and he reacted. I see the look on his face. I know what he's doing. He's working he, on your open mics. Yes, you can tell when he's working and he's trying to do stuff and he's got 15 things he has to do versus Conquer. he doesn't have anything to do right now so he can just listen and focus in on us. So I knew exactly what he was doing because we've been doing this a long time. So I knew he was zeroing in on that stuff. 
getting preparing that to be ready because he has to go through and listen to it. Obviously, we just can't air it cold. Yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> you right. never know what you'd be throwing on the right. air. And so Hello. I, I knew that's exactly what he was doing because he has that look on his face yeah. when he does that. So I knew that's what he was doing uh, here. But I think the Utes are capable of going eight and one. I thought that, I thought that was capable all along. They they built they took the took away their mulligan. And you thought they'd use the mulligan in Seattle at Washington. Did they take away the mulligan too early? On paper, yes. (laughs) That remains to be seen. Yes, that would be my answer today. Okay. Right now, I can't argue because they do have that trip to Seattle. Right. And of the five games that I thought could be in play and that they'd probably go three and two in, they needed SC to be one of the three wins. Stakes are higher. That's that's the only team I think they're going to end really? up tied with. Yeah, I. You just said you said you could see them going seven and two. USC and Utah. I could see them tying at seven and two. I don't think that's wildly unlikely. And they just now that goes against them. And then maybe SC will get six and three. Maybe the North will sweep them. Will somebody in the South upset USC? You just said earlier you don't think so. In the I, South, I'm I'm with you. I don't no. think so either. I don't think either team loses in the South. So that means. Will SC lose all three games to the North? Very Cal, much conceivable. Cal, Oregon, Washington. Will they get swept by those three? I mean, they already beat Stanford, so... Yeah. Right, the three left. Yeah, I can see that. If that happens, that shock then me. the Utes could lose another game. Because I think the Utes are going to lose another game. But I do think USC has a disadvantage in that they play a rival. And they are SC, so everybody's the rival. Plus, they do have a literal rival in UC Los Angeles. And I actually think Utah has an advantage in that nobody is their rival. They got all full of themselves last year because they beat SC. And that was a joke to ask Kyle, is this a budding rivalry? Yeah, the hell it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, no more SC, than everybody, it is everybody. Everybody gets fired up when SC comes to town. It's a given. And so I think Utah has an advantage in that they don't play a literal rival. All right, let's go to Andrew. Andrew, good morning. All right, I believe in you, PK, because it's straight from the book of PK that the Utes are going to be just fine. They're going to win this week. USC's going to lose this week, and everything's just dandy. (laughs) The book of PK. The book of PK. People don't know, but that was part of the lost scripture. (laughs) 116 pages of, is that what it was? of PK. Yeah. Is now is that eight by eleven or is the sh- you know what what type of page the length of that page? Let me do some research because it could have been like maybe you know 140 if it was eight by eleven or if it's the short version like you got in your scripture. Well, then I can see that with a bunch of like 92 references underneath the scriptures. So I I never understood that. How many really? How did they determine it was that many pages? You people have a lot of questions you have to answer to me. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> look at you, you're so pleased. <laughs> I'm pleased every day. I'm me. Except for when you're miserable all the time. We've heard that too. Not from uh, 6 to 10. Nope. I am on top of the world. All right. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Your feedback's coming up. Yach's been going through some open mics. Uh, if you missed anything in the show, we'll catch you up to date on that next. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And now, attention. Top of the Wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
BYU head coach Mark Pope says senior guard T.J. Haas underwent a knee scope about two weeks ago, but he expects the All-West Coast Conference performer to be back in the next 10 days or so. BYU football announcing a home-and-home series with UCF and Rice yesterday. Cougars and Knights play in 2023 and 2024. The Owls will face BYU in 2023 and 2025. Boise State linebacker Ezekiel Noah, who is leading the Broncos in tackles, will miss the rest of the season after tearing his ACL and breaking his wrist on the same play during Boise State's win over Air Force. RSL plays at home tonight against the LA Galaxy. Game gets underway at 7.30. The 2009 championship team will be honored before the game, and Javi Morales will be have his name put up on the uh, stadium wall there at halftime. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Zero Res. Back to school time to get back to clean. Schedule your post-summer carpet cleaning with Zero Res today. Just $33 per room. Pre-treated, cleaned, and Zero Resified. Easy online scheduling. Search Zero Res Carpet Cleaning or call 801-288-9376. Win, win, win. It's a win ticket Wednesday on the Zone Sports Network. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Win. Listen all day for the win ticket Wednesday sounder for your chance to win tickets. What? Who authorized that? To all the biggest concerts, games, and other great events here in the state of Utah. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Woo! On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Freaking Kinningham? Who is it? Who was it? Come on, Kinningham. <laughs> DJ PK, Kinningham? I guess, yeah. I think that's from Kyle at the press conference. Yeah, I saw Fox put it out there. Freaking Kinningham? Who is it? Who was it? Come on, Kinningham. <laughs> <laughs> it came in from Andrew. Thank you for that, Andrew. <laughs> That's funny. I'll give it to you. <laughs> 9 a.m. Slacker Radio Headlines are brought to you by Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at lhmdeals.com. All right, we've talked about a lot of stuff this morning. BYU's got home and home series out there with Rice. I smell two victories, PK. Yeah, I mean, that series is a hoot, no doubt about it. About a bang. And it's funny then, it's funny now. And UCF. <laughs> They played I think that's UCF a great a, series. Played UCF a couple of years ago for it all before they really got on fire, and now they've just had this awesome run here the last two and a half they years. In Fuego? Yeah! <laughs> Fuego. <laughs> Undefeated in 2017, lost the bowl game only in 2018. Oh, they've been awesome. There's no denying. Yeah, 13 and 1. So I guess 14 and 0, 13 and 1. And that 14 0 year, I think coaches. they beat Auburn in the Peach Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, they did. The thing is, if they keep it up, they're going to change coaches two more times before then. So, I mean, we can always say how good will a team be in four or five years. Well, that's interesting to see. Will they change coaches? You think that coaches will learn that a Power 5 gig is a pretty good gig, but I if you have a good money. group of 5 I gig and you're making good money, yeah. why? I mean, Frost your... went home, so we understand that. Sure. Uh, but if you're coaching there. in Florida and there's a ton of talent, you can and win a lot of games. If they're paying you the level that they're paying you, and I, I don't, I don't know what. We can look it up. But who, who's coach? Is it Heupel? But if you're making yeah. two Josh million, do you really closer, need yeah. to go take Josh a powerful for, former Snow College kid, right? Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, Utah State offensive coordinator. Yeah. So what? What is he getting paid relative to what he could get paid? I mean, that money talks. Come on. Sure, but somebody might say, hey, I'm making $2 million. Sure, I can go over here and make four. But if I'm making $2 million, I know I can win here. Yeah, I got the recipe. You're going four. Yeah. 
Okay, then they're going to have a couple coaching changes between now and then if but they keep winning. I don't winning. know that that's necessarily the case. I don't know what they pay. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. How do I know that Central Florida can't give the money? Okay, I'll check that out. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, right. I'm sure. But what's the difference? Just because you have a coaching change. Boise's had a bunch of coaching changes, and I don't think they've really suffered that much. I mean, none of them may be the caliber of Chris Peterson, but that's Chris Peterson. But what's the difference? You're scheduling out. You're going to assume they're going to do good. You, BYU new, needs games. Yes, and they do so, need a lot of games. And if Central Florida wants to play, and they do, that was interesting reading the story from the UCF point of view that they've been hit with this, hey, you got to play a better schedule, you're not playing anybody. And their leagues had some teams that put together pretty good records. You know, Houston has had a good team it's or two. It's a decent league. Yeah, exactly. And so they say, well, a lot of Power Fives don't want to play as home and home. So right. they went out and got BYU and Boise State figuring, well, here's two teams with reps. And the story, which was really written from the UCF perspective, and I saw it at ESPN.com. I saw it, yeah. Went into, it. hey, BYU's won 81 games in, I think it was eight, uh, nine years, whatever it was. And they've just beaten... Tennessee and USC. So really, the story was pumping up BYU, and the point of perspective was, hey, UCF is getting the best teams they can get. And I give them credit for that. I, to me, if you get a, a team the caliber, a program the caliber of Central Florida to come into your stadium, you sign up for it. Just like Utah. You get a team the caliber of Florida to come into your stadium, you sign up for it. You talked with Kyle Whittingham yesterday, and you brought this up. How big a deal is it to play a recruit? You know, you're taking a kid home for one game. Maybe in BYU's case, because they have more flexibility, they can take a kid home more often than that. But teams that are in conferences don't have that many non-conference games to to play around with. And uh, BYU just scheduled games in Houston with Rice. So they're going back to Texas, going to big recruiting hotbed. And then Central Florida is in Orlando. So you're getting back into, right into the heart of Florida. And so Kyle was saying it's a deal. Well, I think in his mind, anything is a deal. If you have a recruiting chip, play it. And better to be playing in Florida or Texas than in Illinois. Yeah, I'm, I'm fired up for this series to play Florida. Absolutely. I still think they could have played BYU, but they chose not to. So be it. I don't have, we are talking about this earlier, guys on our station seem to be upset about it. But they either grew up here or went to school here or both. I didn't either. So I don't have the investment that they have. They're used to seeing this series being played every year. I'm not. I never. I didn't pay a lick attention of attention to it until I moved here. Now it's been 26 years, so I'm certainly into it now. I would prefer that they play, but I have zero problem with the youth saying we got a, sh- a shot to play Florida at home. Let's do it. Now they they created in their minds that they needed to pl- not play BYU that year. Uh, and I wonder how much of that is the coaching staff. Because I'm not sure the coaching staff is really all that enthralled about having to play BYU. didn't sound like it on two levels. There were two questions Kyle was asked yesterday. One was directly, actually I think it was you, who asked about... Um, well, I'm very direct. Not playing the... <laughs> everyone, he's like, yeah, I'm okay with it. You may have direct TV. I have direct radio. <laughs> He can play it, Yak. He can play it. And then he turned the tables on me. Yes, he did. And it turns out you don't give a crap. (laughs) You got that, Yak? (laughs) And then in addition, 
He was asked about similarities between uh, himself and Mike Leach. Well, we went to the same college. He didn't even say it. He wouldn't even say we both went to BYU. He just we went to the same college. Oh, you don't think he says BYU? No, I don't think he does. He literally does not say. Well, the, if you can find him saying it, <laughs> but he just—that was an easy chance. Oh, we both went to we both went to the Y. We both went to the same college. Who says that? I do. Kyle, me. Oh, and, you say you both went to ASU. Me and Mary Kay Latorno. <laughs> We both went to the same college. Yeah, I remember. I remember. You and David Spade. It just turned out a real mix. You and Phil Mickelson. Pat Al Till- Michaels. Pat Tillman. Yeah, Mary Kay Latorno. It's got opposite ends of the spectrum there. You know, it's like, what do they have in common? Me and Mary, uh, me and Mary Kay Latorno. We went to the same school. We went to the same college. One person a lot of people really look up to or inspired by. She was in love. And then there's Mary Kay Latorno. Chase Love. Well, okay. Maybe wait till he's 14, but, uh, you know, <laughs> story. Josh Heibel, by the way, 1.7 mil. You can get more. And bonuses up to 250. So, yeah, he's at 2 and. 250. What do you mean? 250,000 in bonuses. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. So he he can can get it up to 2 million. Um, (laughs) But he can go make 4 million somewhere else. (laughs) That that was a reach by you guys. (laughs) Not touching it. I see you don't have work to do now, Yach. Earlier, the nose was to the he grindstone. Can? Wow, that's so impressive. His salary up to two million. I'll never use a pronoun again. I need to drink water. Me too. <laughs> oh, the snake dog. <laughs> Oh, my God. Scotty, don't blame me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're the one who called it. Never mind. (laughs) No. (laughs) You can't blame me. I didn't say it. (laughs) Other things we've talked about. Lincoln Kennedy came on. He's buying your Washington theory. Are you off Washington State as a Cinderella now? That was your Cinderella pick. Did UCLA in one game break... Or they got they can take care of business. Well, you see, Los Angeles has the tiebreaker. Oh my gosh! Well, they're not in the same division, so that doesn't matter. Irregardless, it does matter it's when not, you get regardless. to Santa Clara. They'll regarded, get fully who wears home uniforms and road uniforms. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a shocker. I've, I've said for years, and you know, I've said this is three to four shockers, and we already got one right off the bat. Thirty-two point lead at home, <laughs> third biggest collapse in the history of D one college football. Ah, nice. <laughs> so I went to a concert Saturday night, uh-huh. and I got out of the concert, and I'm driving back to the hotel. So I got the I'm in Los Angeles, right? Right. So I'm listening to the local broadcast, and they're just they're they're not believing it. And then we pull in the parking lot, and I race up to the television. So I watch the last eight minutes, and listening to so I listen to most of the third quarter and part of the fourth on the radio, and those guys were just stunned on what they were seeing. They couldn't believe it. That was that might have been the ultimate stunner in this conference history since they've gone to the Pac-12. I mean, that was just incredible. So what do I believe about Washington State? I don't I even... Took me a hit. Well, it was non-conference. I was going to say, I don't even know if it's the biggest stunner in UCLA history. 
Two of the three biggest comebacks in college football history are Bruin comebacks. A couple years ago, yeah, now it was a non-conference game. Right, I said in the Pac-12. Right, it, it yeah. was A&M. That was 34-point deficit. This was 32. Yeah, but that was at home, and they weren't 0-3. Right. And they didn't look like garbage offensively in all three games. It's just, you look at numbers. I'm not just talking about numbers. I'm talking about the the... Just the situation of the team, 0-3, going nowhere, everybody writing them off, left, leaving for, will they win another game? If you're 0-3 and you're down by 32 on the road, that is an <laughs> excellent time to quit. Yes. I mean, I'm not in favor of quitting, but if you're going to quit, that's probably the And spot. then last night I'm watching Yam and Yogi, and they're talking about... <laughs> <laughs> Yam and Yogi. Yeah. That should be the name of the show. Yeah. Get rid of that uh, inside Pac-12 the Pac-12 report or inside yeah. the Pac-12 or whatever. So I'm watching Yam and Yogi, and now Yam Yogi's and Yogi. talking about how they could win their next five in a row. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get, when we get Yogi on again, let's remember to bring up Yam and Yogi. That needs to be rebranded. Well, that should be a podcast. Yam I was Yogi. watching Yam it. and Yogi. I, they may have filmed it some other time or taped it. I don't know, but I was watching it. They replay it. that stuff early in the week. Right, right. Yeah. I was watching it yesterday, last last evening. They're going to win the next five in a row? He said he threw that out there. Arizona, Oregon Obviously, State, they got Arizona in the desert at this At Stanford, and, uh, then ASU and Colorado are a big ask. Five in a row until they go to Utah. They have Utah and USC back-to-back then. Well, I think he purposely pulled that. I don't think they'll win five in a row. But to his point, they can win several of them. That'd be a heck of a story. Well, they're five sudden, and three. Chip all of Kelly's a, coach of the year. All of a sudden, they win five more. That put, puts be them six, uh, five and zero. They'd be six. No, put them six and zero. Oh. They already got Washington State in the bag. They win the next five. Oh, the next five. Five plus one is six. Yes, So they'd be six and zero oh, going wow. to, at Utah, at USC, home to Cal. That would be such a stunner. Because they don't play Washington this year. They miss. They miss Washington and Oregon. Mm-hmm. Two pretty good misses. They already got Washington State, and they got Oregon State, who they ought to beat. <laughs> UCLA, out of the middle of nowhere. Total shocker. Yeah, we'll see. They play uh, Arizona. We'll just see. Let's see if they can it's make it two in a row. Saturday night. Yeah. ESPN game, 830. So sure, yeah. that's something you can flip over while you're watching, uh, watching the Utes. Oh, I'm intrigued by that game. Yeah. Who's for real? Because I don't know that we know that either team is for real. Arizona hasn't played a conference game yet, just, and they had a bye last week. Yeah, and I and I think you you need you need to allow some teams to develop. You know, the Utes. It's not about developing because they were supposed to hit the ground running right off the bat. But UCLA's got a lot of young guys. They have like eighty-seven guys who are freshmen or sophomores. Because they've been redshirting guys. Yes, that's what uh, Yam and Yogi said. I wonder how they got to 87. I thought you were restricted to 25 per year. Maybe they got walk-ons no, you can have on top of that. 105. Right, but 20, 25 year. Yeah, so it's with walk-ons. Well, with then, red yeah. shirts. Yeah. Well, that'd be 75. Because it'd be three classes of 25. So how'd you get to 87? They must be, it must be counting walk-ons. Well, yeah, but uh, you, you can oh, take 100 guys on. each year. And mid-year transfers also. Yeah. You can f- mess around with that number yeah. as well. I think that's just scholarships. Because yeah. we saw Gary Anderson. He's at 52, I think, now right. in a year. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got he's working with return missionaries. 52 new, yeah. newcomers well, to the program. Yeah. F- forms of that. Yeah. You'd have to ask Yam and Yogi, but that's what they said. All right, DJ and PK, other stuff we've been talking about. How much faith do you have in the Utes? How rattled are you by USC's 2-0 start and the Utes 0-1 start? You got any hope? You got a little hope? You got a lot of hope. 
Or basically, this thing's just getting started and uh, let it play out. You don't want to try and forecast anything. You're more of the don't forecast anything yet. Unless Washington and Washington State sweep this weekend. Well, they did go 0-2 last year. So relative to the tiebreaker, this game means nothing. The Washington State game. Right. right. Yeah. Last year they were 0-2 and it was Washington and Washington State. And granted, if you're going to lose, you'd prefer to lose to the North. I understand that. But they were, go- they were going to lose. Yeah, I didn't think they were going twelve and zero. I think they're going to lose again. I picked them ten and two. I mean, they lost. To the, what did they have? One loss to the South last year. ASU. Right. So because after Washington, Washington State last year in the South. Yeah, after Washington, Washington yeah, State. See they that happening again this year? In fact, I would expect that to happen this year. Four and one in the South. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But how many losses are there in the North? Because you've got to play what looks like three pretty good teams up there. And one of them this weekend. Huge game. Get their feet back under them, get some confidence. I think 0-2 this year, it's funny because they have a better team this year than last year. I think we all agree. But 0-2 this year seems way worse than 0-2 last year because of the expectations. And then you make the argument that they're crumbling under the expectations. The expectations were bigger than the actual program if they lose Saturday night. Because 0-2 last year didn't seem like all was lost. This year, it's going to be, oh my gosh, they were so overinflated. They were in top 10. Now they're not even ranked. These guys, they're not that good. Nobody said that last year. (laughs) There are plenty of people lining up to bury the Utes now. Andrew on her Facebook. (laughs) The Utes lose to USC, Washington State, and ASU. Off to the Vegas Bowl. Ute fans, coaches, and administration content with the middle of the road. Where did they come up with that? I don't know. I don't know where they come up with the content with the <laughs> yeah. middle of the road. Yeah. I mean, if you follow we'll start with the administration. If you follow Mark Harlan's career and you see how he's moved around, I don't think he's settling in here for 30 years like Chris Hill did. So he's not content with middle of the road because middle of the road doesn't get you the next great job. He wants well, to win big. Kyle, if you were ever around Kyle after a loss, he's agonizing. He's not content. Uh, oh, well, we lost a game. He said never. I've seen him fiery on a Monday after a Saturday loss multiple times. You don't even joke with him. You know him pretty He's well. He's to punch me multiple you times. You do not joke with him at all post-game after a loss. In, head down, ask your post-game questions, whatever they are, and then out. Oh, I could tell you after a couple losses, I've tried to pick him up. That's He's a been fact. too far down. Uh, debatable, but he's definitely down. I and I don't know that you know who cares what I think or what I do, uh, but I've tried to encourage him and try to find a little bit of perspective. But no, they're content. You at the time they built their building, it was an enormous cost, and we just saw that they spent the most in recruiting. We say for the two private schools. Yeah, because we don't know what they do. Right. And <laughs> we assume USC does a lot. So that, of all the public schools, they spent the most on recruiting. So that's not content. I don't think so. And they're going to go ahead and expand the South end zone deal. That's and not content that. either. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But other than that, you totally nailed it. I don't see that whatsoever. They're not content with middle of the road. Was that what it was? Yep. Yeah, I would disagree on that one. 
All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. More of your feedback coming up next. Twitter, Facebook, hit us at David DJ James. Facebook, DJ and PK. Yach's got some open mics in there. We'll get to them next. 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. There's some games at Utah scheduled that make no sense to me. Like, you shouldn't be doing a home-and-home home with a Wyoming. San Diego State? That makes sense to me. Dropping BYU for Florida? Yes, that makes sense to me. So I look at it from a few different positions because I've, I've been there as a player. I'm calling mom and dad as a sophomore, and I'm saying, hey, get your tickets. We're going out to Gainesville. We're going to go see the Swamp. As a Utah fan, I'm looking at this game in a couple years, and I'm like, oh, that's an amazing experience. Yeah. I get to go down and watch my Utes against the Gators in that stadium, and then the following year, I've got the Gators coming to Rice-Eccles Stadium, an SEC powerhouse, a national treasure when it comes to college football. It's a no-brainer. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. BK, the Sports Hope Preacher, installing hope left and right and all the sports fans out there. I lost my way, PK. I was losing hope, but you helped me find it again. Thank you, PK. All right, I believe in you, PK, because it's straight from the book of PK that the Utes are going to be just fine. They're going to win this week. USC's going to lose this week, and everything's just dandy. They've seen it all. They've seen every imaginable way to try to defend him. What it boils down to is uh, frickin' Kinningham. <laughs> Kinningham, who is it? Who is it? Okay, all right. So, uh, where was I? Freaking Kinningham. Who is it? Who was it? Come on, Kinningham. 9 a.m. Slacker Radio Headlines are brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. And they're also brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Freaking Kinningham. That'd be a perfect drop, just down to two, just two words out of Kyle. Uh, what, is, sweet. What, what does Willingham know? <laughs> he knows how to go on twelve. Tyrone at, uh, Washington. <laughs> Baller Ute for life answers the question of the morning by tweeting us and saying, "Very high chance that we win the division. USC will choke, and the rest of the division sucks." Frickin' Kinningham. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Let's see. Choke? They could get beat. Maybe they choke, but I think they're capable of getting beat. I don't necessarily know that it's a choke. Comes down to the defense, right? The wide receivers are great, and off that, the offense will roll with three different quarterbacks. But they're going to lose some high-scoring games this year. It's got to happen. Well, I hope they lose one more. <laughs> ASU. Yep. <laughs> Curtis Carter says, if we can beat Washington State and USC loses to Washington, let's talk. I'm not confident at all as of right now after that poor showing against USC. Love our youths, but they have to show up and win this next game. Agreed. That's a fact. But see, I think we'll know a lot more Saturday night, for better or worse. Because if the Utes win and SC loses, they're right there. And the other reverse, if SC wins and Utah loses, well, then it's a huge steep hill. That stuff you were talking about a couple days ago is really true at that point. 
The Kid J. Fox says, I'm hopeful we don't overlook ASU this year. I'm hopeful SC loses to a couple South teams. I'm hopeful our guys stay healthy. I hope our coaches make proper in-game adjustments. <laughs> I hope our guys play with more discipline. I hope dot, 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 Anything dot, else? Dot. Man, that's a lot of hopes. <laughs> well, I think he's uh, making a little sarcastic point there about everything that went wrong Saturday and could go wrong and unravel the season in a whole lot of different ways. Yes, things went wrong last Friday for sure, but I don't think that it was a ton of things that are going to be recurring game after game. Greg says, and Greg disagrees with you on two points here. Greg says, and I'm with you actually, so he disagrees with both of us. Uh, Greg says, my faith has been rattled in the Utes watching every game this season. The O-line has been consistently suspect, and the defensive backs are not nearly as good as advertised. All right. I can see some some truth there. I do too. And that's why I think, but I buy something you said earlier in this show. You said it before, and I just think it's true. I think it's true in all of sports, but I think it's especially true in college sports where young kids can really improve over the course of a football season, a basketball season, whatever. There are problems with the O-line, and there are problems with defensive backs. But if they find some way, and maybe they tighten up the act this week, but if they just find some way to win this game, whatever it looks like, However it has to be done, if they just win this, then with Oregon State, who ought to be overmatched, and a bye week, and they do have a history of coaching up O-lines. We have seen O-lines improve over the course of a season. Maybe the team can be in a much better place by the time they face another stiff test. Because I don't think Oregon State's a stiff test. Then you have a bye week. Find a way to win this week. I mean, it's basically this is the big game for a month. All right. I, I can agree with everything you said. All right. We're out of time. Tony, Austin, coming up next with more football on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.